0: A.G. asks, why isn't foot washing considered a sacrament? It's a great question, A.G. Pastor Wolfmuller here, by the way. Uh, And if you have questions, I'm about two years behind catching up, but I'll catch up soon. You can put them at wolfmuller.co slash contact. Send your questions over there. And if Pastor Packer likes them, he puts them to the top of the list. This is a good one, though. Uh, Jesus washes his disciples' feet in John 13. Beautiful. (laughs) It's a beautiful text. It's the it's Good Friday. Jesus has given them His body and blood. He puts on a towel. He goes and he washes the disciples' feet. Peter, oh Lord, I should wash your feet. And Jesus says, "Unless I wash you, you have no part of me." And then Peter says, "Well, wash my whole body." And Jesus says, "Your feet are dirty, Peter." Uh, and then Jesus says, "I, you call me Master and Teacher. I've done. I've shown you how to do this. Now you do it too." And that's. maybe part of the question, like, why don't we do that? Why don't we wash each other's feet as part of our Sunday services? We'll talk about that. Uh, But can you imagine, I think this, like the twin errors of Peter are always the twin errors. Like, we, we don't want to be served by the Lord. We're here to serve you, Lord. And then when Jesus says, no, no, I'm here to serve, we say, okay, then be the servant. Serve how I want you to serve. So Jesus is the Lord who serves. In other words, he gets to he gets to determine how he's going to serve us. And then he sends us to serve one another. Now, there's really two questions um, with, with this one question why don't we consider feet washing a sacrament? Number one is the question of how do we know in the Bible if it's telling us something to do or telling us what was done? And then the second question is why don't we consider it a sacrament? What is a sacrament? How do we count the sacrament and so forth? Now, on the first question, there's a a principle that we use. The difference between the descriptive parts of the scripture and the prescriptive parts of the scripture. I got a black marker, see, to do that. And this is a very helpful hermeneutical distinction. In other words, when we're reading the histories, is this something that the Lord is giving us to copy and do? Or is this something that the Lord is, uh, that's just happening, that's just being done? I'll give you an example. Uh, When Jesus tells Peter to get out of the boat and walk on the water, that's not prescriptive. It's not telling us to get out of boats and walk on water. It's descriptive. It was an event that happened. When Jesus gives the Lord's Supper and he says, do this often in my memory, he's prescribing us something to do. Or when Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them, he's, he's prescribing us something. So as we look through the scriptures, we're asking, is it, is it descriptive or is it prescriptive? Is it something that we are to continue to do or just to, to take it? Like the laying on of hands or like the appointing of deacons or the um, speaking in tongues or in the Old Testament we have all these things and and we so we look at the descriptive versus the prescriptive part. Uh, We have the description of the Israelites putting blood over the door and then we have the prescription of the Passover meal, celebrating the Passover. So they wouldn't put the blood over the door, that was just one time, but they would celebrate the Passover. So how do we know the difference? The first, I'd say that we want to bring two rules to it. The first is how do we read the text itself where the thing is discussed? In other words, is it given to us as something that we ought to be doing all the time? And then the second question is, how do we see in the scriptures the follow-up from that particular thing? So with the Lord's Supper, for example, which Jesus did right in the same time he was washing the disciples' feet, we see that this was practiced later in the church, Acts chapter 2.42, 2.42, they gather together for the breaking of bread. Paul talks about when they come together for the Lord's Supper in 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. And so we see, and we even see it, sorry, I just got ahead of myself. There's, there, uh, we want to look first at the text and then what happens. So Jesus says in the Lord's Supper, do this in remembrance of me. Right there in the text, he's instituting this as a practice. And then we see the follow-up. Uh, in Corinthians, they're doing it. And Acts 42, they gather for the breaking of bread and so forth and so on. So both of those two things are in place, both the the indication in the text that it's something that we should do and also uh, in the history. When we get to the washing of feet, we see that Jesus says that you will do likewise. And so the Lord is prescribing something. But... The question for us is, is he prescribing the specific thing of washing feet? Or is it a more general prescription? As an example, Jesus says, If anyone would be my disciple, let him take up his cross and follow me. Now, is Jesus telling us that we should wear crosses around? Like to be a disciple, we have a cross around our neck or we're carrying a cross with us? Or is he giving us a, is he prescribing something that's more, Of a principle. In other words, when we become the disciples of Jesus, we take up a life of suffering. We are no longer in this life with the purpose of avoiding suffering. We have a higher calling, so we are called to endure suffering in the name of Jesus. That's the idea. And the same idea is there with foot washing. We see that the Lord is prescribing something, but we don't see in any of the histories afterwards any discussion in the Uh, in the Gospels or in the book of Acts or in in any of the epistles of washing feet We, we understand that when Jesus says do likewise that he's saying you also serve I came, the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many and now Jesus sends us out not to be served but to serve which means if there's dirty feet we'll wash them But there's a a million other different ways that the Lord sends us out to serve so that the washing of feet becomes emblematic of the Christian life of service. So I think that's uh, the reason why we don't have a ritual foot washing. We understand Jesus putting something in place uh, not as a liturgical act, but as a um, giving shape to our Christian life of service. Now the second question is why do... uh, Why don't we consider it a sacrament? It has, after all, AG says, uh, a command of Jesus, a physical element, even a promise of spiritual blessing. And this has to do with how we count the sacraments. Different churches have different numbers of sacraments, and this is because there's no specific number given in the Scripture. We can't read in 2 Corinthians, uh, hold fast to the two sacraments, or. in in Galatians. Don't forget the three sacraments or seven sacraments or whatever. So different churches will define sacraments in different ways. That's how the Catholic Church gets their seven. Most uh, traditional Protestants have two. The Lutherans have two or three depending on what part of the Book of Concord you're looking at. The definition that we normally use comes from Saint Augustine. When the Word joins the element you have the sacrament. And Luther loves that. Verbum, feet elementum, feet sacramentum. Luther goes on, I mean, he quotes that like three times in the Large Catechism. He says, Augustine never said anything better. I I cannot confirm that from Luther, that Augustine never said anything better. I, I don't know, that seems a little over the top to me. Luther loved it so much. You have the word and the element, and you have the sacrament. But the specific word that we are looking for is the word of the forgiveness of sins. So the reason why we consider the, the Lord's Supper and baptism and the absolution to be sacraments is because they are connected explicitly with forgiveness. Acts chapter 2, be baptized and have your sins washed away. Acts chapter 10, arise and be baptized and for the washing away of sins. Uh, in the Lord's Supper, Matthew 26, this is... The New Testament of my blood, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. And with the absolution, John 20, whoever sins you forgive, they're forgiven. So we count these sacraments as those things which are explicitly delivering the promise of forgiveness. There's other commands and promises. Marriage has a command and promise. Ordination has a command and promise. Uh, charity has a command and promise. Prayer has a command and a promise the reason why we don't consider those to be sacraments is because it doesn't have that promise, this explicit promise of the forgiveness of sins. So, A.G., I hope that it's such a great question. I hope that's helpful to kind of expand it and to think about it more. Uh, And if you, as you're listening in or watching this, if you have other questions too, uh, send them in. It's great. I look forward to catching up to the backlog of two years of questions. Uh, Really wonderful. So thanks, everyone. God's peace be with you.